Swimcast is recorded live in front of a feline audience. I'm Andrew. I'm Jessica. And welcome to Swimcast. And today we're bringing you something special. A mini episode. A, a, a sode, if you will. <laughs> a sode? What is a sode, Jessica? So, I mean, we, I think we've attempted this before, but I, we're truly going to try and do a, a series within a series of short little episodes that don't necessarily follow our format, but uh, we'll pepper in, in and amongst our other episodes to uh, uh, some filler, some filler, if you will. <laughs> so you're saying that this episode won't be over an hour long? I mean, I can't promise anything. <laughs> well, what I can say is that we're going to watch something that's half an hour long. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we're not going to talk about it for an hour. Because <laughs> I know one of the goals for a regular movie was that our episodes should be shorter than the entire movie. <laughs> Which they are by like 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> I can't promise that on a, on a, on a sode. Right. Okay. But yeah, so the, the purpose was because we were finding like, okay, watching a two hour movie and then talking about it for hours, plus all the like tech setup, it, it was a full day. So we're, we had to think of something where we're like, let's try and save some time. But then uh, part of this was like, let's do them all at once. <laughs> so it's like by, by definition, then making it even a longer day. Yes. But, so we, we tried yeah, to do so that. We tried to do that this yeah. weekend, but... Every day was like, no, no. I didn't. One episode only. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have the right energy. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll do one. It's still fairly early in the day. But uh, yeah, because yeah, because it's, uh, well, I mean, not to date it, but it's we, it's a long weekend. So we had some extra time. But I just did not have the right energy. I was like, I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't feel like talking. <laughs> That's fine. I'm like, I'll watch. I'll watch six episodes or something, but I don't want to talk about it. So, but yeah, today, today I'm good. So, okay. Let's watch. Let's chat. Well, this is a special treat for both of us because it is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy TV series from the BBC 1981. Before I was born. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that I haven't watched this series, but I am totally a big Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy nerd. I had all of the books as a kid. I read all of them cover to cover. I had the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy records, which were kind of a condensed version of the radio plays. And I listened to all of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio plays as well. So, and then... <laughs> radio plays? Like like it's the 1940s? Yeah, well, that's like how it started. Crowded around the wireless? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, like, waiting for it to be interrupted by an air raid siren? Because <laughs> the Germans were coming? Shh, Jessica, don't talk about the war. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't mention the war. <laughs> we got on two faulty towers. <laughs> so it was definitely really important to my childhood. And of course, I continued on with the Dirk Gently series, uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, which I would be fine to cover that at a later date too. The reboot. The, oh, the or, Netflix series? The Netflix series, yes. Cause I never, I watched like the first one and I didn't get into it. I think the fact that it's not British is quite jarring. Yes, me. but it's, it's interesting on many levels that, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So... I might have to make you watch that, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to give it another go. Okay, so that's my gushing about hitchhikers. Uh, <laughs> you also were, a, it turns out, a big Hitchhikers fan too, right? Yeah, totally. I'm trying to think of my introduction. I think the TV series, this TV series came first. Like it was probably on PBS at one point. And I can't remember if it was my cousins or my friend Susan who got me into it first. I think I, I think it was my cousins. I think I'm mixing it up with Susan because one, she loves this too. So this is a special treat for you, myself, and Susan. Probably no one else. <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, because she's she got me into the series called Red Dwarf. Have you heard of Red Dwarf? I know of Red Dwarf. I remember seeing a few episodes. I wasn't sucked into that. Oh, man. Yeah, because I'm mixing it up because that was also on PBS. Speaking of obscure things that are hard to find, I think both this and Red Dwarf are on BritBox, which I haven't got a subscription to, but I probably just should bite the bullet and get a subscription because <laughs> everything I want to watch ends up being on BritBox. Anyway, so yeah, I remember being very little and seeing the the, the miniseries. Maybe we rented it from the video store. I, I don't know. It's, it's like I was little, so I don't remember the details. But definitely I read the book when I was, I don't know, a teenager. And I remember it because it all, it came all in one, all five books. So it was a trilogy oh, in five Oh, nice. Parts yes. In one like giant heavy book, which I probably still have in a box somewhere if it hasn't been eaten by silverfish. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, just, and I've read, I've read the books many, many times and I've read, I've read the Dirk Gently books as well. And then we shall, neither of us shall speak of the, the tragedy, the abomination that was the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie that they failed <laughs> so hard with. Oh, yes, that was very hard to watch. And I actually do have the DVD of it. Oh, really? <laughs> so we could hate watch it at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I just remember being so, so, so disappointed in that movie because it had so much potential. Like the cast, like, I mean, they casted Zoe Deschanel, who I have a hatred for. But <laughs> they wasted, Mar they Martin Freeman is the perfect casting and they wasted it. <laughs> on that movie. Apparently they're rebooting it. I saw that they're doing a new mini series of it. Oh, okay. Like, I think I don't think it's like been cast or anything. It's still in talks, but it's one thing because the last version was so bad. <laughs> and like this the version we're about to watch was like very low budget early 80s. I think it has the potential to get done really well, so I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited to see Oh, that'd be great. I did not know that news. 
And I'll, I'll just mention that we are not actually streaming this, uh, even though it is available on BritBox. I was able to track down, well, my friend uh, was able to track me down two copies of this super obscure collection of DVDs. So we're watching this on DVD. Yes, and it actually works on my ancient DVD players, so. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, we're already at one third the length of the episode. Shall we get to it? Wow, this is a very short intro. How unusual. <laughs> well, I'm watching, I'm like watching the clock. It's like, snap to it, Andrew. Okay, <laughs> enough dicking about. We'll move straight into the show. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay. We're back from the sewed. <laughs> <laughs> Which was so enjoyable. I took very few notes as I expected I would. Well, partially because it was short and partially because I was just enjoying it. Right. I have a few notes, so <laughs> at least we got something to work off here. Okay. Uh, but yes, Start us off. this was a delight. Like anything, watching something from back in time there's always a risk that you're ruining your childhood. And uh, this does not ruin it at all. This was amazing. <laughs> so good. I love, I was watching, I was like, it was giving me vibes of like Rocky Horror Picture Show or like the old Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder. Just like anything that was produced in Britain, like in the early Thatcher years. It's just <laughs> like, I love it so much. Yes, I do have a note because this is a BBC show and the radio series was also BBC. So it's using, it's just recycling the same music. So it has all the same music that if you listen to the radio series, they've just taken it and used it for the TV series because it was a BBC radio series. So it's got all of the same production in, in it. So its interpretation, of course, is going to be spot on. It's just all seamless between any audio version that you've heard. Are the actors the same as the voice actors? I'm not 100% sure on that because I didn't do I... a lot of research. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. I wonder if probably like at minimum the, um, the narrator or the voice of the Hitchhiker's Guide might be the same because you don't, <laughs> they wouldn't have to consider what they looked like um, right. in that casting. Yes, it definitely, the, the narrator is is definitely the same. I believe the name is Peter Jones. Yeah, Peter Jones. And then Arthur Dent is like Stephen Jones. They're all something <laughs> Jones. So I'm thinking that some of the actors are probably the same ones who did the voices for the radio play. Yeah, because well, like we'll in have true to... British fashion, I was going to say, because like in true British fashion, they also don't care about what the actors look like either. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Because there was another note that the actor who plays Ford Prefect, at first I was a little disappointed because my interpretation of Ford Prefect is most deaf. And who, <laughs> from the movie, from the, the horrible movie, but... As Ford Prefect, he was amazing, and I loved him uh, as Ford Prefect. So seeing this actor 
who is a totally early 80s BBC actor and 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 makes sense for the series, but in comparison to Mo's Def, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just kept wishing he was Tim Curry. I was like, God damn, Tim Curry would have slayed this so hard. <laughs> so, yeah, the, so that was weird. An another weird thing. Hmm. Okay, where where are we gonna start here? Let's let's. Think about I mean, this. we can't really. I mean, well, you already kind of talked about the music, which is the theme music, which is the only music <laughs> there is. Yeah, there's not um, much music. The sound effects are again BBC stock library sound effects for all yes. of the Vogon stuff, and yeah, yeah so again, yeah. again, it's a BBC product, so they just have used the same sound effects and everything. So it just feels so good. Yeah, I mean, and probably this episode, which you probably won't get as much in the other episodes, is that because the, the beginning of it, they're still on Earth and they're still on Earth in 1981. It's like you get, it's just so 1981. And I wrote down, <laughs> I was like, Ford's clothes are dope. Like everyone's clothes are amazing. <laughs> Well, okay, because Ford's clothes kind of remind me of a Doctor Who character because they're kind of flamboyant and outlandish. Yeah, he had like a striped blazer over over an argyle sweater vest. Yes. It was so, with like a yellow pocket square, but it was so good. <laughs> I'm like, I so want people to dress like that now. <laughs> and also because it was the early 80s, when they did a, a scene of London, oh, first of all, you kind of thought, oh my God, this is weird without the London eye. Yeah, because like the, the main feature of the London skyline was was St. Paul's Cathedral, which I mean, it still is, but now it's dwarfed by like, there's, well, the London eye, and then there's the gherkin, or you know, the, the shard, like all those newer right. modern buildings that you, you see on the, and they didn't really, they didn't show Big Ben either. Like Big Ben would have been there, but I guess it's, that's further to the west from the shot that they were showing, so. But the funny thing was they're showing crowds of people in London. And so the, the businessmen- With all amazing clothes. Yes. All of them had amazing, amazing clothes. There were bowler hats and peaked yeah. caps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the top hat, I don't know what they were going for with that, but I mean, the peaked caps probably were for sure a thing, but nobody coming off the underground would be wearing a top hat. And I was like, is that supposed to be Winston Churchill? Like, <laughs> the actor that the top hat guy was looked like he probably played Winston Churchill in things or was a lookalike or something. And like, like you said, this is England in the beginning of the 80s. We had had to laugh that the pub was full even before noon because it, they were at the pub at like 11.30 in the morning. Yeah, and... well, I mean, that's lunchtime. Oh, okay. Especially for builders and stuff. But that's what we were trying to figure out because Arthur Dent is in his pajamas when right. he's standing in front of the bulldozer. And I guess they don't really show how much time elapses between when he first like looks out the window and sees them and when they go off to the pub because... Oh, and then at one point true. he said, it must be a Thursday. I never got the hang of Thursdays. I'm like, why are you in your pajamas at 11 o'clock on a Thursday? Like, I guess we're supposed to interpret that he was laying down in front of the bulldozer for hours before, yeah, before Ford came along. Been. Okay. 
Right, because he, yeah, because he, he got up in the morning and was making his tea or whatever and then rushed outside. Yes, to stop the so. <laughs> the company from building the bypass through his home. But the plans had been on file <laughs> at his local planning <laughs> office for ages. And it was a good example of as above, so below, because, you know, his house was going to be uh, demolished for this new bypass that they had to build because you got to build bypasses. And <laughs> then the Vogons come along and say, sorry, we have to demolish your planet uh, because we have to make way for a hyperspace bypass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what do you mean you've never been to Alpha Centauri where the the planning office <laughs> is? Come on, Earthlings. Yeah, for 50 of your Earth years. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a kick out of that. What's that called? Like parallel construction? I don't. There's probably a very specific literary term for that. <laughs> and there's something about this whole series where I've actually never gone to England, but if I do go to England, I have to go to the Basingstoke Roundabout, <laughs> which is <laughs> oh my not. God, that's it's so not funny. a tourist attraction. It's just no. a roundabout in Basingstoke. <laughs> But I have to go to it because this has been in my head for 40 years. <laughs> I mean, that is so funny because when I went to England, you know, before the world ended, like yes. summers ago, <laughs> uh, my friend and I were like, we have to go visit all of these locations that they mentioned in my dad wrote a porno. <laughs> like oh my god i can't remember the name it's like the something pumping station which is just like some like random suburb in north london <laughs> and the bus that we had to take from the train station where we came in from the airport and our accommodation was that the name on the bus was the um oh my god i can't believe i forget it now and i can't even bother googling it <laughs> either so we can't insert the google theme but yeah like we we had like this desire to go to these mundane places because of our association with something that we enjoyed so much. Exactly. And for me, it's the Basingstoke roundabout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I noticed too, that the UFO, of course, the, uh, the Vogon <laughs> constructor fleet ship was very eighties UFO composting, uh, because it's all analog effects. So it looks really cheesy by today's standard. Cause yeah, it's yeah. Funny. they call it a flying saucer and it's like a giant square angular thing. But that's funny. Cause like that whole, like the design of the ship and when they blow up the earth, the graphics <laughs> and sort of the sound effects were, I, that's where I said to you, I was like, how do you not watch Red Dwarf? Because as soon as that <laughs> happened, I started like singing the theme song to myself because it's so, it has that same style so much. Well, maybe I'll task my friend to find me a Red Dwarf box set times two. No, I have, I have it illegally downloaded as like an MP4 somewhere. <laughs> okay, so maybe we can throw in some Red Dwarfs in the future. <laughs> And I also kind of laughed that all computer screens, well, alien computer screens are a max 16 colors <laughs> with very low resolution graphics. Oh yeah, oh, like, even if that six or eight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everything looks like it was. it's on a, like a digital clock. Right. Like all the letters are formed by, you know, <laughs> two, vertical lines and three horizontal lines. <laughs> and there's a lot of 
funny things going on where I'm going to have to go back and watch the episode again because you're listening to the narrator, which is what I'm used to from the radio show, but there's other jokes going on in what's being shown on the computer screen. The, yeah, the so much information. Yeah, there's jokes hidden in that as well. So I'm going to have to go back and yeah. rewatch it just for those yeah. kind of things. And it yeah. is kind of funny that the Vogon ship, and they're on the Vogon ship now, but they don't use what is one of the pinnacle lines in, in the book from reading it, is that the Vogon ships hung in the air much in the same way that bricks don't. I know. As soon as it showed up, I said that. We both <laughs> said it at the same time. <laughs> because that is one of those mind-bending lines that when I was like, I don't know, 17 when I read the books, I, I think I had to put the book down for a moment yeah, just to like, process. Wow. Genius. Exactly, yeah, yeah, absolute genius. (laughs) Yeah, but what they did keep in, though, was when they were about to go to hyperspace, and he's like, it's quite unpleasantly like being drunk. And he's like, what's unpleasant about being drunk? Ask a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wordplay, wordplay. (laughs) I have a story about that, but I'm going to save it to the next sode. Okay. Because we need material for the next one. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, before we like move on to, if, even if there is another segment, the one other thing that was very 80s is when he drags him off to the pub because he's like, you need alcohol. And the bartender says, that'll be six pounds. And I was like, that's expensive for beer in 1981. And then I realized it was six pounds for six pints of beer. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, there we go. Some other things I kind of noticed in in the series is that Arthur seems to be wearing what looks like a, a Casio digital watch. And that would have been pretty high tech for the 80s. Yeah, I always love seeing what like the the past thought the future was going to look like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite genres, you know, Back to the Future even, you know? Right. The, Back to the Future 2, they jump forward. What was it supposed to be, like 2006 or something? Or no, 2008, I think it's supposed to be when they jump to the future where they have the hoverboards. And really, it's just the hoverboards and the self-lacing shoes. <laughs> but yeah, here we are, you know, much past that. And we're, right. We're, we're all locked in our homes because of a raging pandemic. No hoverboards to be seen. And the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy comes in a nice plastic box and he pulls oh, yeah. it, pulls it it's out. It's an electronic book. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Kindle. <laughs> yeah, it is a totally Kindle. But it's the fattest Kindle you've ever seen. <laughs> this would have been post-Star Trek, the original series. Yes. So we can't credit it with that tech innovation. Right. But it kind of is yeah. kind of a legacy of the Star Trek original series because there were big boxy pads that were like digital pads of the future. But that was yeah, back exactly. in like 67. So this is kind of like a scaled down sexier version yeah exactly and then only to like you know 10 years later roll into star trek tng where they're even more streamlined well that's by that point they're more of like a palm pilot right yeah or an ipad yeah yeah not not, or like a like a chunkier ipad but yeah but i mean those those sci-fi things did spark innovation yeah they did (laughs) And I also love, because this is uh, the first episode... I'm still waiting for my holodeck, though. <laughs> God dang. 
<laughs> well, they introduced some of the key features of this entire series. The importance of the towel and having your towel and knowing where your towel is at all times. That was important. And also the Babel fish. Which again, so to speak of sparking innovation, like currently there's a, like a language app, not a, a Duolingo, but there's another one called Babel. And I'm pretty sure it's homage to this. I don't know if this, this was an homage to something else <laughs> that existed before that. Cause there's Rosetta Stone. I'm trying to think like the Tower of Babel, if there was like something there, but the, I, th I think the Babel fish must be a reference to the, to hitchhikers. It must be. Yes. Like and tech, tech nerds, tech nerds for sure. <laughs> would know what they were doing there. Uh, I have seen videos online of people saying something in English and then turning their phone and hitting Japanese and it translates what they said in English to Japanese. And of course, Japanese people are freaking out like, oh my God. So like a live translation, sort of like the Babel fish. Yeah, those apps exist. I used it in China. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one thing I'd totally forgotten about, but it's in the book, is the concept of teasers. And these are rich kids from other planets who come to planets like Earth that don't have uh, inter... First contact. Yeah, yeah, don't have first contact and <laughs> jump in front of people who would be, people wouldn't believe them Farmers. anyway. Farmers, yes, <laughs> and jump up and down, make bleep bloop sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that... Hey, that's real. They come and punk people, yeah. I, I got a big kick out of that. <laughs> I mean, that's totally real. I believe that 100%. <laughs> I mean, you have all your conspiracy theories, but I'm like, aliens are, aliens exist. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but uh, moving uh, okay. along. <laughs> okay, maybe aliens haven't been to Earth, but there's got to be other life in the universe, statistically speaking. <laughs> okay, well... Just... They're not the royal family, though. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> okay, Jessica, were there any cute boys in this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would think so, because my type is 100% like pasty British guy. But no, no, no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Ford Ford grew on me because of his style and his quirkiness, but I just couldn't get past the teeth. <laughs> yes, this was a this was an early '80s British look that yeah mm, yeah that well like basically <laughs> was, oh my god he I was dressed like Austin Powers <laughs> I was, that was totally yeah I was blazer, I was just I going to say that Austin Powers makes fun of <laughs> this yeah. look yeah absolutely no no <laughs> I can't yeah no. Like I said, all Britain, this is like of the British television where they don't, they just cast ugly people. <laughs> like like Coronation Street, where like any British soap where you watch it, they go, these look like real people. And like American soap operas that are just pull, like the most mannequin looking, stiff, <laughs> like plastic surgery faces. It's like gnarled, old, you know, East Londoners and... <laughs> Men, Mancunians and things. So. Oh yeah, like the bartender. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm like that guy's job. Like I think he was just actually the bartender at that pub. No way was that guy an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I think even though there was not a single 
female character in this. <laughs> I think there is still a hot lady in this for you. She just happened to be green. Am yes, I right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the pangalactic gargle blaster, like... The green alien lady. Sequence. Yes, of course. Yeah, the green alien lady. Who <laughs> was fully... Yeah, original Star Trek original series Green Lady, where she's just like a hot lady, but she's painted green. Absolutely. Has... Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I grew up watching reruns of the original series of Star Trek, so yeah. a hot alien lady of a different color, uh, yeah. <laughs> being green or blue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like one of your subtypes, like Gamora from the <laughs> from the Avengers movies. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we've we've hit exactly 30 minutes. Should we wrap up the sode? Before we do that, do you want to do you, do you want to do our favorite segment? <laughs> there I don't want to know if there's porn of this. Is there a porn of it? Is there a porn of it? Internet rule 34 says there is. There probably is, and probably of the same era, because I'm, okay, now I'm going to go off on another tangent, but I've said before, I'm listening to the latest season of um, Worst Idea of All Time podcast, and they're watching Emmanuel in Space, oh, the wow. series of softcore pornography. Well, so. <laughs> I did a little research, and no, thankfully, there is no porn of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I feel like that's not true. <laughs> No, what about okay. internet rule whatever, Andrew? <laughs> there has to be porn of it. I'll keep looking, but I don't think there is. <laughs> well, that's, but, that's, that's... Okay, if you, if you look for... Pure. If you look for Hitchhiker, yes, oh, there God. is. Oh, God, I feel... No, no, I feel like that could go to a very dark place. And if you look for guides, yes, there are guides. But Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy... Galaxy? There's going to be galaxy porn... Come on, there's definitely like galaxy something porn, space porn. I don't know. Maybe the BBC lawyers have been good at stopping down any <laughs> oh, <wait>. attempts. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of like the ma major BBC properties from history. And is there porn of it? Or how could you even start? There are no women in this, first of all. <laughs> I don't even think in this six episode series, like does Trillian even show up? Ooh, that's a good question. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, when so. we'll, we'll find out probably the next episode when we get introduced to Zaphod, because I'm sure he oh, comes yeah. up in episode two. Oh, yeah, because she's with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Because mm. I'm looking just now at the at the home screen of the scene selection, and we got, like, the Marvin the Android, and then a Zaphod, and then I can't really see them blind, <laughs> then a lounge singer, and then... Oh, I think it's Ford and... I'm squinting at the TV, it's how bad my eyes are. Ford and Arthur with beards, and they just... Ford looks exactly like Michael Sheen, so I'm excited for that, because I love Michael Sheen. Anyway. Anyway, okay. let's wrap this up, because we're actually... A uh, gone on longer than the episode that we just watched, yeah. and uh, like we knew that would happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we've kept it tight. We've kept it tight. This is true, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so. Uh, where can we find us on the hyperspace bypass? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> you can find us 
on Instagram and on Twitter at Swimcast, S-W-Y-M-C-A-S-T. And you can email us at swimcast at google.com. Is that right? What? No. <laughs> Shows swim- how much we use it. <laughs> swimcast at gmail.com. Oh, gmail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Google.com. Oh, my God, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I only so far use Swimcast just to be the backup for my personal email. Because <laughs> I, I logged in on my ancient laptop the other day for the first time in ages, and it goes, wait a minute, you haven't logged on on this device before. I'm like, yes, I have. It's just been a long time. And then it said, do you want blah to still be your backup email? And it's like, I don't use that anymore. So I switched it to Swimcast, which is good because somewhere buried in your email, you have the password to Swimcast. So if I ever get locked out, you can let me back in. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So three factor authentication. so stick around i'm not sure if there'll be a musical feature for sods i haven't decided that yet yeah we'll we'll, see oh yeah like maybe maybe stick around for the modified theme song which we also haven't decided on yet oh right yeah a different theme song oh that's a good point um (laughs) (laughs) we're rambling yeah let's say okay until until episode two Bye. Bye. Hi there. Stermonics here. Thanks for sticking around. Today's feature song is one of my earliest recordings. Now, this is back in the analog days, where the tech wasn't so high. You probably have better recording quality on the phone that's in your pocket today. I've tried to enhance the audio to make this a little more presentable. This was certainly influenced by a local artist in Toronto back in the 80s called the Dave Howard Singers. The Dave Howard Singers was a solo act. It was Dave Howard and his ace tone keyboard and his voice. That's it. Very simple drum machine built right into the ace tone keyboard that he had. Certainly a local hero of mine. So without further ado, here is Traffic Jams.
I think at this point, we'll, we'll just before we wrap it up, you, you ask me, what, you know, like what I, what did you think of the movie? We'll, oh, right. We'll yeah, do that, and we'll do that. I, I yeah. So we've kind of left that one. Okay. So let's 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 pick it up from there. You you ask me that, and then um, we'll quickly get to the end. Okay. Okay, count down and we'll do it. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're supposed to clap That's on awesome. one. I forgot. Okay, let's do that again. <laughs> okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. All right. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Swimcast is brought to you by ABC, the Anunnaki Broadcast Corporation, and heard on Nibiru Networks across the Tri Galaxy region. Nibiru Networks, holograms so real you can touch them. Like, oh my god.